0: You know what? Before fuck the, off. If we're really... <laughs> yeah, we're recording this, yeah. by the way, because this is bullshit. Well, this is what the people need to hear. Yeah, the back yeah. You're players. upset that I called you at the end of a game. <laughs> no, not at all, actually.
1: Huh.
0: But... Just the way you... I did. mean, if it was a 50-year joke, you know, then, then, then I'd have some qualms. If the fucker could have missed it.
1: Nah, 30. Right. People
0: have missed it. Not, you wouldn't have called me then, though, because the game would have still been going on. I would have called you no matter what <laughs> and said, why the fuck did he miss it?
1: I knew by you calling me the game was over.
0: Yeah, whoever... Right, so whoever, here's the
1: situation. Uh, right. I was at the... Welcome to Sports Banter. <laughs> uh, with Mr. Peanut.
0: And the polar bear, of course. And we're already bickering.
1: We're all, you know, Yeah, I'm glad you got you guys get to catch us mid-diet to this time. Which drives us right into the AFC Championship. Bengals Chiefs. At <laughs> the end of the game, I was at my neighbor's house. Who I thought we were watching the game, you know. Live. We're talking, we're talking this is like 50 and up crowd, man. You <laughs> figure by this point they have it all dialed in, figured out. Yeah. He's got a, like, custom backyard. It looks awesome. So I'm thinking we're watching the live. And I wasn't getting texts from people throughout the game. So I figured, you know, maybe that's just because it's Bengals Chiefs. <laughs> that's probably, <laughs> just thought of that. Valid point. But anyway, at the end of the game. My good friend, Porter, here. They're lining up for the kick. I think they're still staying around. And I get the, the victory of the Bengals to call. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, oh, just don't talk to me. <laughs> and then... I, and that it's quickly, somehow my fault That now. quickly transferred to the next game. I was like, yeah, right, you can't call me to the next game now. Because that's going to be the one I actually want to oh, see.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: But it turns out that... So either he doesn't have cable outside or something. But our neighbor's neighbor brought his computer over and he streams everything through that guy's computer that's why we were behind oh. which i didn't know the whole time because i was explaining that to the guy and then he's like oh yeah we're streaming it off my computer
0: Well, oh. no wonder
1: the game's already over i'm acting like we're well, watching fuck
0: something. you're you know thank god you weren't watching something on new year's eve you'd be a couple seconds behind uh, if son. that was like
1: the bears game winning kick I, the friendship's in question. The friendship. Oh yeah!
0: No, this is the thing. You know better than I Either think. Way, I, yes, I need
1: like a day grace period. Yeah,
0: yeah. You need a <laughs> yes.
1: Whichever way that goes.
0: I mean, after your heart attack, then I would give you a call and say, "Hey, did you see what just happened?"
1: But let's get into the game.
0: Get into it. I mean, Bengals Chiefs. Wow. I mean, <laughs> uh, whirlwind of emotion.
1: Well, I'll say this: the. Beginning of the game, when according to script, as you'd say, Chiefs just wiping the floor with the Bengals, Man. and I'm going, this is completely what I did not want, the outmatch, you blow out, but the way these playoffs have gone, I should have known better, should have known that that was not the case, Yeah, but it really came down to the end of the first half, and the Chiefs, I mean, we gotta get to this, this is pretty much the turning point of the game, and the Chiefs did it to themselves, which is even more crazy. They're up twenty-one-three with five seconds, and they throw the pass to Tyree Kill. It doesn't get in the end zone. No points in halftime. Right there. Yep. Massive error. Oh, in judgment huge, huge error. Reed. So I don't know. Let's start there. What did you see there? What did you like? Not like? Or Did it change everything?
0: <laughs> well, I think you know if we're just breaking it down to like first half, I, I agree. I, 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 first half script with the. Kansas City Chiefs. When it was twenty-one to three, my first thought was, "Man, we are," at, you know, Bengal fans. I'm saying we because I picked them this week, right? We well, are, I wanted
1: them to win too. Yeah,
0: we are fucked, is what I was yeah. thinking. I'm going, "Wow, this really shows that Kansas City is good, and the Bengals are." They're getting ready for year three with Joe Burrow. This is this is this is what I was thinking about the whole time. Year three of Joe Joe Burrow, young team. They're gonna get to the su- they're gonna win the Super Bowl next year, and
1: it's I'm laughing over here because it's immediately where your head goes as a sports fan where you've seen like that song and dance a million times. Yeah, where you're like ah, it's a young team. They had a nice run, but it's not their time yet. And they Mahomes and the Chiefs have done this before. And you're just like, this is how this is gonna go. Yeah, the Bengals are just outmatched.
0: Yeah, and that's leaning into the second end of the end of the first half. That was my first. Uh, that was the biggest thing I was focused on. I was like, "Man, the Bengals are. You know, they're moving the ball. They're doing this. They're doing that." I thought they did a pretty good job in the first half of getting to Mahomes, but man, I mean,
1: kind of the same problem the Bills had of actually getting him on the ground.
0: Yes, and once he starts floating around and moving around, it turns into a shit show. Yeah. So,
1: but on that play at the end of the half, that, what did what did you uh, see there?
0: I, I kind of saw what I think you may have even written it down like uh you know that opportunity lost Mm -hmm. if you will um I'm always I always have the mindset of getting points on the board no matter what it is if it's a field goal or a touchdown and uh, I don't know I I let's look let's just read what happened right they're going into the half 21 to three as a coach, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm fairly confident we can get a touchdown here to go into the half. We're up a touchdown. We also get the ball back into the right. half. I mean, if it were me, I, I would – I'm going against what I'm saying, but I would probably go for the touchdown.
1: Interesting. You know. So, well, then, I don't know. I guess you agree with Andy Reid's move then?
0: Of, go, of going for it I mean, it the way the
1: game resulted – that's why I'm asking. Because exactly. We're they, looking if you at it. get the field goal there, I think it's, you go into the halftime, if you're the Chiefs, like we did everything we wanted to do in that half, and if you're the Bengals, you're going, shit man, 24-3, to three, we're in Arrowhead, they get the ball. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm really saying is, the but you're looking that, at the end of the game. Yeah, no, I'm saying the fact that they didn't get the touchdown there switched the momentum to something different in the second half. I, I could see that. So it created this like, they're not invincible.
0: No, and I agree with you there. I think what I'm trying to get at is, I'm as Andy Reid, and I'm thinking as Andy Reid. Of course, I may look like him, but I'm not him. But not really. (laughs) No, I don't have a mustache, and I'm not like 400 pounds. But I digress. Um, My thing is, is I don't think I feel like you may be making your reaction because you saw the result of the game. You're talking at the end of the game, like, hey, if they had that going into the half.
1: I think, it could yeah, have been all a huge I'm saying thing. is the mentality probably is different other than, and I'm not that it was a big springboard for the Bengals anyway, but it was just, all right, we finally stopped them, and the Chiefs are going to, now we might have missed something there. Not that, really, it comes down to the Chiefs scored three points in the second half, and I get that's what you mean. Yeah. But... If the Chiefs get points there, it just makes it harder for the Bengals to get back in there. Which, in the second half, they had to do literally everything in their power to get back into it. Again,
0: and I agree with you. And again, how I say it, how I said earlier, if you can get points on the board, get the points on the board. But I think the way that the... If I'm Andy Reid and I'm looking at it, it's like, we can score here. Yeah. Our our team can score. If they
1: score a touchdown, he's a genius. That's the discrepancy between that decision
0: yes and so. we're looking at it we're looking at it from both sides right we're looking at it like well, look at the end result of the game if they had those four points and the impact it may have had going into halftime on the on the Bengals who knows but right. they made their decision you know and yeah I mean it
1: was a uh, just a key part of the game that was you know like you're saying we're looking at the end of the game because of what happened there didn't decide the game at all I no. think the Bengals Second half adjustments is what, you know, caused that just fantastic victory to take place. But the Bengals' defense, I mean, can't say enough about how they stepped up in the second half. Joe Burrow making incredible plays, getting out of the pocket, avoiding the rush. I mean, various third downs in the second half. They, every need to have play. He yeah. was getting out of the, the sack rush with Chris Jones and hopping over dudes and running literally just running for the first down and just keeping the Bengals alive and alive and alive. And then that resulted in points in the second half. So just a lot of credit to the way he played in the second half.
0: I, I agree with you. I think something that really um, – I'm <laughs> kind of like drawing a pause because I'm thinking about the play. But yeah. I think something that really – showed me the confidence that the Bengals had in themselves in the second half was, and you t- you were talking about it, when Joe Burrow was about to get sacked and he's getting, he, he's pulling them at home. He's getting, they're trying to, they're trying to grab smoke and the Chiefs are trying to tackle him. Joe Burrow's getting out of the pocket. He's getting out of crucial sacks and his wide receivers, I mean, there's a play where Higgins is like, he ran his route. He had a he's, great game. He's finished with his route, and he's like, oh, Joe's getting sacked. And then he sees he's still alive, mm-hmm. and he breaks out and gains another 15, 20 yards on top of his pass. To me, the way the Bengals played was the way the Chiefs play. is We have a mobile quarterback that's, again, you're trying to catch smoke. You can't catch, yeah. you can't catch Mahomes in certain ways, and your wide receivers understand Hey, the play's not over till the whistle blows. And those opportunities will open up and the, to to be honest, I felt as if f- at the end of that game, the Bengals threw the Chiefs in their face. This is your game and we're oh, going to yeah. play it. And I, I mean
1: I loved going back to the defensive side of things and how they shut down the Chiefs to three points in the half. <laughs> I mean, just an unreal pass rush. They made every the mistake, man. And, and creating interceptions and, you know, even as the game went into overtime, uh, you know, the Chiefs won the toss. So, even then, I'm going, Oh shit. You know, yeah. now, it, now the Chiefs could go down and score, but no, the Bengals had them so flummoxed and just playing their type, like, they the defense that was out there just had the Chiefs exactly where they wanted them. So, you know, Mahomes ends up throwing that pick and then the Bengals have all the momentum now yeah. because they made that play on defense. So, I don't know. I think just the Bengals defense has been so underrated the entire year and in this playoff run that they've had which has been phenomenal. First time we've seen the Bengals be in the big dance, be in the big game our lives. I mean the defense is quietly putting them in positions to win the game with a QB like Burrow and Chase and Higgins like you were talking about.
0: Yeah, and I to that point, I don't I don't know how much you notice during the game, but what I really liked about the Bengals defense was, I felt as the game progressed, their defense got more and more pissed off and confident. And, yeah, and, it's a deadly combo. And yeah, and I mean you know how it is on defense. Like once defense and, and on offense as well, but as a defensive player, once you start making those plays and you mm-hmm. you get a confidence as a unit that the shit talking elevates and the way you hit and like who you how hard you're gonna hit your your goal now is i'm gonna fuck with the offense to piss them off and i don't i don't know if you noticed it but there were a couple plays where the Bengals defense were just kind of fucking up the chiefs guys going yeah and i'm on my side going wow rick must love this or <laughs> mr pina excuse me and i'm i'm going this is absolutely and they were letting it go which i'm very happy with that Throughout that game, I did not feel as if there were a lot of penalties. I did not feel as if... I agree. I felt that the referees, and you and I always love that, the referees were very fair in what Mm -hmm. was going on. And I think as football fans, we enjoy that. And we also got to see, you know, a Bengals defense take advantage of that. Because I think if there's any other referee group and they start throwing flags, you now have the Bengals defense maybe playing a little bit softer rather than building the confidence and saying, no, we can fuck with these guys a little bit right now. Yeah. You know? No, it was – I'm know. getting real play- deep, and I, 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 no, no. I, I know we're kind playoff, of getting there. Playoff
1: football is exactly that type of intensity, and I'm glad that you harped on that, that the refs are allowing that intensity to just kind of play out. Because yeah. like you're saying, if you're on the defense and you're starting to make these plays when you were not successful in the first half, you're kind yes. of getting it treated the other way. Once you start making the plays on defense and making them have three and outs and creating interceptions, it's starting to build confidence on your side. Yeah, now you're starting to move a little quicker, move you know, take a little more risk. Um, you know, starting to figure out what their game plan is with Mahomes too. Yes. which we saw at the D line how they were, uh, you know, the angles they were taking and chasing him down completely changed in the second half. Oh yeah, because um, you know he was just getting outside and then he was doing his thing, and then they started taking that away, making him run in circles, and eventually you can get to him if he's going to be back there the whole time.
0: Well, and also, to that point, too, I mean, I, I can't remember if it was the end of the first half or the end of the second half, like towards the end of the game, where they had that their linebacker just spy. Yeah. And then he finally came up and made the... Te- mm-hmm. He made the he made the sack.
1: Yeah, and that's what Mahomes was talking about after the game. wasn't like they caught... Like the Bengals caught the Chiefs by surprise. But Absolutely they were, not. They were executing, and that's yes. what... Mahomes was saying – he said, I mean, I, I saw the exact defense they were playing. They had a spy on me, and they were just executing better at the end of the game. And, I mean, that's – the Bengals are a young, scrappy, and opportunistic team, and it's been fun to watch.
0: I think to that point, like what you are saying, like the confidence of Joe Burrow and stuff like that, I think that comes with his experience in college. Like he's been in the big show. He At that moment, like whatever's going on outside of the field – between the lines, he's focused and he's, dialed in.
1: He's an all-time competitor, I think, and he believes in his ability. So it's, yeah, you see, you know, like the the photos of like the the ice on his on his neck coming into the game, and you don't see that and be like, oh, that guy's like super cocky. For some reason, he just has like that type of swagger where you're like, confident. he's confident. He's confident in his yeah. ability, and it's not over the top enough where you like don't like the guy. He's not and a maybe, baker. maybe because it's a Cincinnati thing. Like, they have never won, so maybe that plays a part. But, um, I mean, look no, at I f- mean, I love the way he plays. And, yeah. like you're saying, he's been in that, those different spots. And I think that's what makes him a special type of player, number one pick, uh, early in his career. But that's what makes you a number one pick is when you rise above in those, uh, those big games, and he's not afraid of the moment. I and I, we love guys like that. Yeah, on I, this podcast. Oh, of course.
0: <laughs> well, and also to that point, and we'll just touch on this really briefly, but let's compare another first round, overall first round draft pick, Baker.
1: I knew you were going there.
0: But look at that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's oh, just compare, yeah. right? I would. I mean, let's put it this way. I personally, I think Joe Burrow came from a way more prestigious school. Uh, if look at Baker, he's cocky and doesn't play shit. Joe Burrow he's confident and understands that he he can bring a team that is not respected in the NFL like the browns mm-hmm. and elevate them I'm not saying it's all Joe burrow I don't want that yeah. to I don't want that to I don't want it to sound like well, that I, but I think what I'm trying to say is put those guys in those two perspectives which we've seen and look at how much better Joe Burrow has done
1: yeah and I think it just the confidence and then the results of the confidence allows you to project it more so. If you just are confident all the time and you're verbalizing that you're confident in your ability but there's no results in the field, then it's a completely different conversation.
0: I completely agree.
1: And Burrow having this run in this year, I mean... It's exceptional. He, he's building his brand. Yeah. Whereas Baker we've seen for a while and there's no results really to add up to what he's you don't turd. like about him. Yeah, He's a turd. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> glad we got a little Baker dig in there. Baker hate hey, even it, late in the season. That's always good to get polar bear rolling, and that's what we need in here. Energy,
0: <laughs> energy, baby.
1: But let's go to. I'm sure it's gonna be Ram heavy because your guy made. Oh man, playing his flag, and but, another, but did not start well. Another side note: these playoffs have been just the greatest I NFL playoffs that I agree, can remember. Man. I completely agree. Even, you know, the first quarter, I'm just going, this is great football. Yeah. Fast, hard-hitting, guys are open, making plays. But we're talking Rams 49ers. Um, Let's get into it.
0: Well, I'll be honest. (laughs) Rams get the ball and charge down the field like classic Rams, you know. I'll be honest. Going into the 49ers game, the 49er Rams game, my – Choice was, I mean, I picked the Rams to win, but going into that game, I, I will be honest, there was a little trickle of doubt going, I this game can go either way. Oh, yeah. And while, after the, you know, after that first series of the Rams driving down the field and getting that pick in the end zone, I was fairly, <laughs> I may or may not have dropped a what the fuck a couple of times. <laughs> and you know, following that, I felt like I felt like the Rams and I'm, I'm now I'm just you know first play, and then I'm looking at the rest of the game. but sure. I felt as if following that play, the Rams and the 49ers were playing chess. Oh yeah, it wasn't so much like the Bengals Chiefs game where it was solid, you know Kansas City heavy in the first. Heavy Bengals in the half right. in the second half. This was very methodical, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you felt that way as no, well. I,
1: I totally did. I thought it looked like this was the third time these guys have played each other. That's what it looked like to me. I agree with that. Um, but like you're saying, you're talking about having a little drawback going into the game because they're playing the 49ers. The 49ers, I mean, what a run these guys have been on yeah. since even before the playoffs. Probably since like week seven. When they you know, they started yes. off about one and five and just took off on this identity understanding who yeah. they are. Uh also just watching Debo Samuel play football has been <laughs> so awesome. I mean, I always you know, he's been pretty pretty solid for a few years, but you wouldn't like going into this year, you wouldn't have put him in the class of like a Tyree Kill, no even a Michael I Thomas agree. I when agree he had it. his uh, you know, reception breaking year. You know, that type of uh, tier. Yeah. Now, I got him in that tier. Because wow. he is hes just the, the all-purpose uh, offensive player, offensive weapon that you want on your team. Yes. You can put him at running back, and he's a weapon back there. You can put him at receiver and just get him the ball, and he'll do the rest. Uh, every time the 49ers needed a play, he was the guy that they went to. Him and Kittle, pretty much. Um, but... Just seeing his growth in leadership on that team, number one, because he's definitely the guy that they look to, him and Trent Williams, um, and his just ability to make stuff happen in the games, and which creates windows for Kittle, who scored in the first half when the uh, 49ers were up 10. And at that point, I was pretty much going, this is a 49ers game to lose, which it was. But to finish the Debo Samuel point, He's elevated his game so much that it's. Cre- it first of all got the 49ers to where they yes. ended this year. Yep. And opened up the window for other guys on that team to do well, including guys like Garoppolo. Because if Debo's is the focus, then you got guys like Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. Like, there's gonna be way more opportunity for those guys because yes. they have to know where Debo is on the you field respect at all them. times. Because even if you know where he's at, he still might. You know, go eighty yards of the house on you. So, little side note, but uh, very fun watching them in these playoffs. I agree with game. you.
0: I think his opportunity to, like you said, we've talked about it uh, immensely this season, is the fact that there are guys on. I mean, there are guys on certain offenses where they may be kind of under the radar. I mean, we saw it with um the Bills and the Chiefs. I can't remember Gabriel uh, or is that yeah yeah. We saw it two weeks ago. Where did the hell did this guy mm-hmm. come from? And I think as your, I think as your offense progresses and your team progresses, those little windows of opportunity are there. And I think Debo has had that chance of saying, "I'm gonna perfect my craft mm-hmm. and make other teams." I mean, I hate to say this, but make other teams respect me. Yeah. And to see that, I think, I think you and I are under the same impression that we like to see guys progress like that in the nfl and as fans when we notice it 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 makes watching football a lot more fun
1: absolutely uh but going to the game i mean (laughs) what a what a start by the 49ers um i was wondering how stafford would respond in the game since they went down early it was almost i didn't sense panic at all from the Rams side um i don't know it was a very back and forth game it was like There were so many plays that if it had gone this way, then the 49ers could have won um, easily. And, you know, the Rams end up winning that game, but I don't know. It was a very back-and-forth battle, and, you know, a lot of people are going to harp on the safety for the 49ers, dropping the pick in the fourth quarter. That would have definitely changed things. Um, But those are the moments that you have to take advantage of, which... I'll give credit to him. He came out and said, "I was in the position, like a dream of that moment, and I just didn't make the play, and that's on me, and I feel bad for everybody, and that's really all you can do at that moment." But, um, and credit to Stafford for it was just an awful
0: pass. Yes, yeah, of
1: course, one of the worst passes in in the game. But he got another chance, and the which Rams, Matthew
0: Stafford? I mean, he's definitely yeah. thrown those. Oh yeah, passes you know he's lot. gonna
1: take risks. Like he's gonna throw picks sometimes. Yeah. But, um, you know. What my point is, the Rams didn't panic. The players, at least, didn't panic. Sean McVay may have panicked. The way he used his challenges and timeouts was very bizarre, no different. Very bizarre. He. Side of it, but it, there's also. I was sensing he was just going for it in the moment, regardless of what you could see, because he challenged the quarterback sneak, which that'll probably never change. Nope. Unless it's obvious, and that was obviously the right call on the field. So he did that. Um. And then, so, if you've already lost a challenge in the second half, like, you've got to hang on to those timeouts. Like, those are, like, gold.
0: Especially yeah.
1: if you're down in the game. And
0: for how close this game was, I mean.
1: So, I thought there was a few storylines going on in the game. There was a drop pick, and then there was the McVay just bananas challenges, and I'm going, which way is this going to go where either the guy in the Niners is going to have to explain how he dropped the ball that was right to him, or McVay is going to have to explain how he's challenging everything left of the sun, you know? Yeah. So... That's also fun to watch as the game unfolds, seeing is what is this story... How is the story going to end?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, there's... Like I said, Sean McVay does his own shit, man. And, I I mean, I guess that's why he's in the position he is right now, right? To make those decisions. But I think... I don't even know what to say. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? (laughs) And I guess that's maybe why we're sitting in this room. You know, (laughs) who the fuck knows? And he's up there. But, I mean... You know, just back to, like, com- coming back to the game. I think, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. Everyone's going to talk about Garoppolo at the end. I mean, that... That was, yeah. I don't I don't know...
1: Well, it's Stafford's drive that put the Rams ahead, and then it's Garoppolo. Yeah. I, so, there's both of
0: that uh, dichotomy, but, yeah, go ahead. I, I just don't think... I, I don't know... Throw it to the ground. He probably saw. I don't know who there that guy uh, who was out there. I can't remember, but he's looking out there. He's going. Maybe I just toss it to him. But I mean, fuck. I mean, at that moment in the game, you don't take any risks. You throw it on the ground. Try to make it an incomplete pass. I mean, yeah. I think an was... experienced quarterback, more experienced quarterback, is going to make that decision. But I don't know. You know. Yeah,
1: I, I mean. I understand How do you the mindset. feel about it? Yeah. I mean, so, like, even if he completes it, he gets tackled immediately. And yeah. The 49ers are in a bad position. So, I get he doesn't want to take this sack, and he's just trying to make something happen. Um, to It was really just, like, first and second down did not go their way. No. And you, it was, you know, he obviously felt pressed that he needed you know, you have a minute to either tie this game or win this game. Yes. So you know it wasn't an egregious move on I think to try to complete it um but yeah I mean obviously if you could probably go back and throw it away to get an extra down it would have been fourth down after that anyway but um you know it just comes down to the execution of the 49ers offense in that last drive and it just didn't look no and I wanted I was like let's do another overtime game shit yeah (laughs) what do I care
0: but NFL would have been happy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Money made. Um, so I was wondering if they were gonna put that kind of drive together, but uh, you know, on the other side you gotta give credit to the Rams defense for rising to that moment too, and just ending the game right there. I was just about to say you know? just
0: putting the nail in the coffin, man.
1: Cause, you know, in the Chiefs Bengals game, you have, you know, the Bengals finishing off their game offensively, yes. and then this game, the Rams D ended it. So you know, that's just football, I think. I don't think there's anything yeah, that's a good point. To say about Garoppolo's throw, or if that's like a controversy, like guy's trying to make a play, um, didn't work out, obviously, and the <laughs> no Rams, sir, you know, the Rams have been built to get to this game, so, Rams, Bengals, we're going to have a lot to say about that in uh, the coming episodes, but uh, as far as the Super Bowl matchup, I'm excited for that, I don't have really a dog in the fight, but I like Burrow, and I like Stafford, so... As we get closer to that week, we'll dive in as deep as we can and
0: I think what Yeah. I think what's gonna be huge about that game is you have two leaders of the team trying to win their first Super Bowls.
1: Correct. It's like what storyline is gonna come out of this? Is it Matt Stafford escaping the clutches of Detroit sports and winning his first Super Bowl? Or is it Joe Burrow taking, you know, a really young team that hasn't been there, the franchise hasn't been there in forever, and them getting their first Super Bowl. Either way, it's going to be a great story for guys like us who just like football because our teams aren't directly involved in it. I, I did, however, too. post on Sports Banter, shout-out to Stan Kroenke, the owner of the LA Rams, and not the owner of the LA Chargers, Dean Spanos. because I just love the Rams doing well and the Chargers doing nothing. I love it. Ownership-wise. Because I just think it's hilarious. It's like the fight for L.A., you've, you've lost. Because now they've been in two Super Bowls. And you've been, I don't think, in a playoff game. So, little, little uh, sniper Dink. shot right I there at that. Dean Spanos. Yeah.
0: It's always the Bears. Always. Always the Bears. And, you know, the Bears hiring a new head coach. And I'm, I'm drawing a blank on names, so you'll get into that, of course. Mrs. I BNR. certainly will. And, of course, a new general manager. We're and we're starting from scratch. We're starting from scratch. <laughs> which let me just let me get my two cents in here. I may not know the names, of course. A bad friend I am. I don't know the names of my good friend Peanuts. Uh, Luckily, our friendship is, isn't judged on oh, the names names
1: of the Bears <laughs> head coach and GM because that changes frequently.
0: I think <laughs> what how I've seen it and my response here is, I am very happy for what the Bears have done. For you as a fan base, why? Because you guys get an opportunity to see something new. I oh, think.
1: so you're just saying tearing down the previous? Reviews, yes. not necessarily who these guys are.
0: And of course, I only know my yeah, bear one. knowledge from the Downing household, and it sounds like you guys were over it. So I'm gonna say <laughs> the <laughs> down the bears are over it. No, we're we
1: needed out of that. That yeah. was a toxic relationship I, between. The GM, head coach, and the city of Chicago. Yes. That's just, get her done, and let's get two new guys in here that hopefully have a different mindset and, you know, everything. What do you Yes. Do
0: you and my final comment was, I'm now thinking about names, is um, their general manager. I love the hire. Okay, yes. And the reason I like the hire is because yes. they're an offensive lineman. Yes! And I think... Yes. you know, to run a a strong a team, you need an offensive lineman in there. It's home.
1: funny because I was listening to the press conference of new general manager Ryan Poles, and yes, he was o lineman for Boston undrafted, College, right? undrafted, four yeah. players actually, um, which basically means he was signed to a training camp deal. That was about it. But that hey, you know, NFL is a tough place to. Survive.
0: Sometimes that's a way in for people right. just to get into the business of the NFL.
1: So the way he was talking about how he's going to build the team and just him being an O-lineman and through our conversations, I was like, hope to God we can start building the O-line. <laughs> and then he mentioned it in the press conference. Was like, okay. That's a call I've had for 20 years. You know, that the offensive line is just an afterthought of this team. And we wonder why the quarterback... Isn't good every year. Yeah. Well, maybe get like some continuity and some people on the line that can actually like block for them. What a concept. Um.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So Ryan Poles, thirty-six year old from the Chiefs organization, and Matt Eberflus. That's the last name right there. Good lord. Kind of sounds like something that you mutter out when you sneeze,
0: but it sounds like a disease. I hate to say that. It's a winning disease. I, If you want to look at it that way. <laughs> because
1: <much. laughs> my thought immediately on these two is optimistic, very optimistic. Yeah. And I think the process that the Bears went through of bringing in, you know, a, a lot of candidates to talk to in both regards. And then once they hired Poles to be the GM, he got to pick the head coach, which I love that because it's. That union is going to be what either makes or breaks us. And if the Bears brass, who's been wrong a million times, goes, yeah, you're hired as GM, but here's your head coach, and then that's kind of like how that union comes, it's completely different of how that relationship is built, where it's more Mm -hmm. like, all right, we have to make this work, but I don't know you, you don't know me, we're hired for different reasons. Whereas these two are joined at the hip because of the decision of the new GM. Um. Yeah, I'm really optimistic about it. Ibra Flews is the D coordinator for the Colts and has been around the NFL for 20 years. Um, this is his first head coaching first job, First head Craig. coaching job, which, again, I'm in on. But I think just listening to the press conference, I saw a lot of articulating the vision of where they want this team to go and how they want to play. And... M- m- Maybe it's being a former player. You can kind of tell when a coach is talking or a guy in power like the GM. uh, you know what type of people they are, and I think that new head coach is very direct, very intentional, believes what he believes, and I like and is collaborative as well. Yes, and so is the GM. Um, and I like that personality that to fit the Bears team, because usually it's a specialist or. You know, and look, I could go into all that. They have a vision
0: and they're willing to move towards that goal. Right. But we're moving together. Correct. It's not, this is my goal.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: this is our goal and we're going to do this together.
1: And a lot of it wasn't even football related conversation. Yeah. Which I loved because the results on the field of football come from what? The camaraderie of the team. (laughs) Yeah. Building... Like they said, the vision, building camaraderie with each other and understanding, you know, you're playing for the guy next to you yes. type thing. Like this isn't just a job and, you know, because a lot of teams do play that way where it's just I'm the best at this sport and, like, I'll do my thing, you do your thing. But if you cohesively bring it all together, I believe that's what separates the good from great teams. So that's what the head coach is preaching. Um, Obviously, we'll see who they draft and sign – And, you know, basically at this point, I'm very happy about how we've signed these guys and the direction that they're putting forth Mm -hmm. and just how they're articulating what they're going to bring to the Bears and how much it means to them. And I think they're genuine people as well, where it's not about them. They want to make other people better. Um, And those are the people that you want as the leaders of your organization. So hopefully... The mess of the last five years has brought us some type of new direction where we've seen what went wrong, and now we've brought in some new ideas, new mindsets, and the GM already created another position in the front office, which is assistant GM. Bears have never had that before. Oh, wow. So things are changing in the building, which is great because unless you change, nothing on the result end will change. Yeah.
0: Did Did you see? I don't know if I was trying to figure out. Did he have a playbook card? Yeah, I'm recording it. Yeah. Okay. Did he have a playbook card or did he have a personnel card? That oh, I I didn't see that. Oh, I just you didn't? I just
1: saw I just saw that he was sitting on his own and I thought that's very interesting. Yeah. Like, well, no, that
0: I noticed as yeah, well. Like he's no in one, a booth by himself.
1: And I was like that's either he has made it known don't sit next to me because I'm a nervous wreck or don't sit next to me because I just
0: need to be locked in. So that's that's my kind of follow-up to that is I personally think he got a play sheet card from their coach and said, here's our, here's our plays. And he, I mean, look, he's been around football his whole life. I mean, his dad, I mean, what was it? Well, I don't think they would have the actual play on it. It would probably be like pass, run, pass. There's
1: no way. I don't fucking know. There's no way he's like trips, right? No, no, I don't
0: (laughs) but I would argue that because. The way he was sitting is like, I am dialed in.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the play card. I just saw him sit there. I'll see
0: yeah. if I can maybe pull yeah. it up somewhere. But, I mean, hey, you know. I just want to know if you saw it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Moving on in the NFL. Good Lord, we got uh, a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, this is big. This is... The GOAT. This is huge. This the is GOAT. Big.
1: The GOAT of the NFL is officially retired after a weekend of just bizarre... And let me just start with Adam Schefter comes out, which is such a weasel move, by the way. I don't like him. It, even, it, even if he was told that, you always let the athlete come out and say it, right?
0: Why take away from a man's life, Especially a work. guy like Tom Brady. He deserves the respect of saying, you know what? We're going to let you do it. And Adam Schefter has to be the fucking little weasel. Yeah, so... Like Ken Rosenthal, that little weasel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he wrote... That really ruined my July 31st post yeah. on
1: Instagram, like, uh, "Brady, Brady's dad came out and said he actually hasn't decided anything. Yes. And I'm just going, well, what are we doing here then? Like, yeah. is he actually going <laughs> to retire? Or are we just getting hoodwinked by Adam Schefter? I mean, it's Adam Schefter. You would assume that's a, like, credible source, but...
0: But I think you bring up a very valid point in what you said, is, you know... Okay, let's just break it down even further. As the weekend progressed, we were all under the impression that Tom Brady was not retiring.
1: Right. No, I was. I thought he was going to come back now
0: for a spike season. I completely agree. And as we learned today, that he's now retired. And I'm still a little. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: I mean, he's old as hell,
0: but yeah, I agree with that. But I think, just back to what I was going to say is, I think. How you and I view it is the man has earned the respect of not only his team and his fan base, but of the NFL fan base. And he deserves to say, hey, I will release this. Not you, Adam Schefter. You don't get to fucking take all of my, all my year's work and say, he's retiring. Right. And... Just to be the first to do it. Just to be the first, because Adam Schefter has to be a little bitch and do things like that.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was pretty weak. And yes,
0: that's his job.
1: Great. But that was weak. But now we're looking forward, not looking forward to, but we're looking forward in the NFL on a league without Tom Brady.
0: I don't believe it yet. Okay, you're still not in. Well, let's
1: say say it is true. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm loving that. Tom Brady is not in the NFL, like. We've actually never seen that picture in well, our lives, which is insanity.
0: Well, we have. We saw the well, suspension. What was I? said? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, we saw the suspension. He was Tom Brady. taken out
1: by default. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, like the layout of the NFL is going to look completely different now that the most successful guy in NFL history is out.
0: I think the narrative of, I think this is what it's the how the narrative is going to turn. Is when as people are reviewing quarterback specifically the quarterback position, the narrative will always be from here on out. If this does happen to where if Tom Brady does retire, is is he Tom Brady?
1: Is the next yeah. is
0: that is let's just call Joe Burrow right? Well, Tur- he, can he be? Can successful. he be successful? Yeah, he, he's the he's the mark. And I I I love that. And I think I I'll be honest. I have always been a Tom Brady fan. I think what he has done in New England and in Tampa Bay, and I've talked about it on prior episodes, is this man has grown in the NFL to show people that his position is exactly what you want as a quarterback. A leader, someone that respects the game, someone that will do anything for the team. I mean, taking a pay cut to make the team better, I mean yes, he's made millions of dollars right. over his years, but an athlete that understands the business of football, which you and I have talked about immensely, to say I'm willing to take a pay cut to make our team better, I want to fucking play for that guy. And I want to be even if I'm not playing for him, I want to play with him because he loves the game. And I think right. I think if again, I'm still under the impression that he is not retired until I get a video of him saying I am retired. Yeah. And if I have an NFL without Tom Brady, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm going to miss it. Absolutely. Because he brought such... It's, he's it's, always a part he's of the like, conversation. He's, he's always a part of the conversation. He's
1: is Michael Jordan, basically. Yeah. Um,
0: I think the way people talk about him is, I, I mean, Vince Lombardi. First thing you think of is football, right? Mm-hmm. When I think of Tom Brady... I think of his impact on the game and whether that what whatever that turns into is huge but I think as football fans it's it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be
1: <laughs> extremely weird. Sorry, and that was long winded. No, no, that was great. I mean, you hit the nail on the head of You know what's crazy is he had a phenomenal year this year. I know. So I really didn't think but I understand it takes a lot to go through an it 18 week season. Even if you're quarterback, even if you're Tom Brady, you can probably not go through all the stuff that, um, you know, physically just based on, hey, I mean, the dude's 45. Like, yeah. you don't let him, don't make him do sprints at the end of practice or whatever it is. Um, but no, I think because he was so successful in his time with Tampa Bay, I thought he's just going to keep running it through
0: and see how many ships or chips he can get. Um, and he may see the writing on the wall, too, right? I mean, I yeah. think I think the team that the – excuse me. I think the team that Tampa Bay has this year is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. I think next year – I don't know how contracts are broken out into the Tampa Bay. I don't see them working that next year. And he may see that. Maybe
1: you know? maybe he does. Maybe, yeah, there could be internal things going on there that led to that decision. Because it certainly wasn't his play. No. Maybe his body doesn't feel great, which I would – Obviously that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um but it is why it, it just happened so fast. There wasn't a long drawn out thing, or that's kind of the norm in sports these days, where you kinda of speculate for a really long time and then yes. eventually the actual person says what's going on. So like the quickness and sharpness of Tom Brady retiring I think is you know, I'm sitting here saying Tom Brady is retired and that is such a weird thing to say. Because like I said, I, I've we've watched football since we were kids, and I've always pretty much it's been like is Tom Brady going to win the Super Bowl this year, or where's Tom Brady's Patriots at, or you know it's just he's been in the league so for many over guys. Years. The average, uh, you know, lifespan in the NFL is like three years, and he played twenty seasons, twenty two seasons, whatever, whatever it is. So he's just always been a constant in the NFL, and is you know been doubted and then rose up and then has been on an average team and then rose in up and it's resulted in just crazy stat lines of yeah. AFC championships NFC championships Super Bowl wins obviously um but he's always been part of the storyline each year yeah and then you know if you're a New England fan during those years you're always thinking you have a chance to uh-huh. win the Super Bowl because you have this guy on your team and it's also amazing just uh, on a life scale that the best quarterback to ever play the game is a six round draft pick. Wasn't wasn't the first yeah. round, first overall guy. It was a guy who came in, you know, no one thought anything was of doubted. him was doubted. Yeah. Oh yeah. No one thought anything of him. Like maybe won't even make the team. Um and he took that on the chin and just worked his tail off to get to, you know, the elite status that he got to. But it didn't come without work and understanding what he lacked and figuring out how to maneuver the nfl game to hit hit, you know where he could be successful and make his team successful so massive credit to him on that and i could definitely see him being a head coach in the future if he's he's shaking his head at me i could see it i mean i I, agree with you i don't i don't
0: i don't know if he i don't know if he wants to do that to be honest, I don't... Well, we're going to go through... That's what I'm saying. Like, right now, we don't know.
1: Like, he's officially retired as of, like, eight hours ago. So, in eventually... Your, in your mind. Yeah, in my <laughs> mind. I'm gonna, if he says it on Twitter, I'm going to go with it. But, yeah.
0: He'll have some press conference.
1: But I'm just saying, the, the next... Being that competitive and that successful in football, maybe you could just leave it there and then do whatever you... You know, he's got other businesses... But I think just his NFL brain and how he sees the game is a massive asset. Oh, man. So if I'm, you know, a guy in power of a team that's looking for a head coach, maybe not this year, but I'm always going to try to get that higher to Or happen. just to be
0: have him around the organization.
1: Yeah. Which, like, I just think it's, uh, for a guy that has won seven Super Bowls, he's obviously in the you know, immortal status of football forever. So you could just stay there and not coach at all. I totally get that. Yeah. But if you could entice him to lead your team and, you know, earn Super Bowls that way, I would definitely at least uh, broach that conversation if you're a team that's looking for Super Bowl,
0: that. Well, that Bengals and Rams game I think is going to be exceptional, mm-hmm. you know? We... I,
1: yeah. It's like, I don't know how that game is going to go either. Like an offensive explosive Shooter or shootout or uh, kind of a defensive deal. I don't know. There's a lot of talent on both of those teams, though. And shout out to Cincinnati for, you know, the long, long, long road back to the Super Bowl. And, you know, we'll see what they can do.
0: Who's got more to lose? Just quick question. Oh, the Rams. Absolutely. Right, thank you. I was thinking nobody, the same thing.
1: Nobody expected, including us, who picked the Bengals <laughs> to get last in the division. That's right. Credit to us. We'll take that on the chin. Yeah, no, no. I want to put it out there so you know I'm taking ownership. Um, We're taking ownership. But Cincinnati, I mean, talk about playing free. You got absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. If you're the Rams, you know that you are all put here for this game in this moment. Odell signed. They traded for Von Miller. They traded for a million different guys, including Matt Stafford. This is the biggest game of Matt Stafford's career, and a lot of those guys' careers. Love it. For the Bengals, they're just getting started, so
0: that dichotomy,
1: too, is going to be interesting to watch.
0: That's right. Well, we also went into Mr. Peanut's beloved Bears, uh, signing on uh, Ryan Poles, right? Nailed it. And Matt Eberfluss. (laughs) Eberflus, yeah. Eberflus, the uh, the disease last name, (laughs) and how Peanut is exceptionally excited on the the vision of the team, correct? And not just the vision of me, the vision of the team. The
1: vision of the team. You got guys in place that are gonna hold people accountable. They're gonna collaborate before making decisions, and that's really all I've ever wanted. If you're wrong. And then at least it's a group being wrong. And it's not one guy just saying, I know everything, you guys know nothing. So, hopefully that leads to some change in Chicago.
0: The best teammates are offensive linemen, baby. Let's just put it up there. They're not bad. Love that. (laughs) And then we finally went into the Tom Brady retirement. Question mark? I mean... Yeah, your question mark. The polar bear is, you know, he is... uh, He's under the impression... holding out hope, I think. uh, Yeah, I think until... Well, Adam Schefter fucked it all up. Yeah. So, until... Until I have Tom Brady, his face, with Giselle in the background, and somehow, you know, you know Antonio Brown going <laughs> thumbs up in the background. Until that actually happens, he is not retired.
1: Yeah. Um, I disagree. I think he's retired. Oh, of course. But, um, <laughs> you know, shout to the GOAT. If he is retired for just an incredible, incredible career yeah. that we were worthy enough to get to watch and, you know, as char- previous Charger fans, root against most of the time. Love that. So, you know, he goes down in football
0: history. Awesome. And then, you know, what What? What do we get out of the people? What do we want from the people, Mr. Peanut? Man, just the support.
1: You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> we're <laughs> we're deep in season two now. we got Super Bowl week coming up.
0: That's right. And
1: guess what? Polar Bear's coming over, he says. How about that? So we yeah. might have a little sports banter Super Bowl content.
0: That's right. There we go, we might get a little uh, cornhole competition going on, yeah, who knows?
1: he doesn't want that smoke.
0: No, but. I, will, I will lose.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, just keep interacting with our page. We've got Who You got been going on the entire playoff season, been loving that. Um, you know, anytime we're posting a poll, anytime we're posting feedback, let us know, man. We are year two That's right. on Sports Banter, and we're going up, up, up love it so if you want to check us out took uh you know underscore sports banter on instagram link tree click that you'll get to uh apple podcast spotify podcast the blog and you'll get to hear what we have to say about various sports topics (laughs) this is you know football will be ending soon so we will be (laughs) reaching out to other orifices Ooh, if you will it. yes hopefully the mlb decides to come back because we're big baseball guys as well mm-hmm. and if they don't we're gonna have a lot to say about that but <laughs> regardless any sport need you have we got it for that's you. right but for episode six of season two sports banter out